Hi, this is Bishop E. James Logan, Senior Pastor of Christian Faith Fellowship Church in Zion, Illinois. Welcome to our podcast. I pray you'll be blessed by a fresh word from God every time you tune in. Hallelujah to your name, Jesus. You're magnificent and holy, Father. We worship you. Hallelujah. 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 We need more of you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We need more of you, God. Hallelujah. We need more of you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing? God is good. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's worthy. Hallelujah. He's worthy. He's worthy. I'm chasing after you. No matter what I have to do. Cause I need you more and more. I'm chasing after you. No matter what I have to do. Cause I Everybody sing with me. I'm chasing after you. No matter what, I need you. More and more, Lord, I'm chasing after you. No matter what, I need you. More and more, everybody say more and I need more, more of 
have prayed for not a day, not a week, but for years. And God has come through this week. You see, we serve an everlasting God. We serve an everlasting God. God has to, God has to throw his promises out and time has to catch up. We serve a God of promises. We serve a God of answers that are yes and amen. So I celebrate Jesus on today. I celebrate the goodness of God on today. I don't know about you. I don't know what you're praying for. I know you believe in God for it, but don't you dare lose your hope in the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because he is an everlasting God. He is an everlasting God. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know him to be. salvation whom shall I fear whom shall I be afraid the Lord is my light and salvation whom shall I fear whom shall I be afraid I will wait on you I will wait on you I will in you I will trust in you come on Zion sing with me the Lord is my light and salvation whom shall I fear whom shall I fear whom shall I be afraid whom shall I be afraid the Lord is my light and salvation whom shall I fear whom shall I fear whom shall I be afraid whom shall I be I will wait, I will wait on you. For real, will you wait on God? <laughs> I will wait on you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. Yes, I will. I will trust in you. <laughs> I will remain confident in this. I will see. The goodness of the Lord. Come on, Zion, sing it with me. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Repeat it, repeat it. I will remain. I will remain confident in this. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Sing it again until you believe it. I will remain. I will remain. Confident in this, I will see the goodness of the Lord. Are you knock all the cobwebs out? Let's sing together. <laughs> Y'all ready? Oh, I missed it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, God. <laughs> Come on, Zion. Here we go. The Lord is my light. The Lord is my light is salvation. With your voices. Whom shall I fear? Shall I be afraid? Shall I be afraid? The Lord is my light. The Lord is my light and salvation. Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I fear? Whom shall I be afraid? Whom shall I be afraid? I will wait. I will wait on you. Yes, I will. I will wait on you. I will trust in you. I will trust in you. 
God another hand to praise. Come on, bless his name. Now, now, if you really love him, praise him. Yeah. All right, God bless you. Remember the community-wide prayer. Palm Sunday. The community will be there. I'll be ministering. You know, it's time for the church to get back together. Yeah. Am I right about it? Yeah. You know, we, amen. All right then, bless you. Turn and look at someone and tell them it's good to see you. In the house of God. Tell them they look real good. And I'm not trying to rap to you. I'm just telling you, you look good. Nothing else, nothing else behind that. You look real good. Amen, you really do. Amen. God bless those that are joining us online. We love you too. Get your Bible and turn to 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy, the first chapter. We're going to read verses 18 through 20. Now, we, last few Sundays, have been talking about living like, uh, what was the title? Living like we're special to God. But we started Wednesdays in a series on the way of the warrior. Right? Now we're about to merge these messages. So you're about to be blessed. Now let me... (laughs) Some of y'all got time to get here. Because you're going to want to be in the house today. This is one of the days you wish you was in the house. All right, 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18, 19, and 20. Let's read them out loud together. Ready? Begin. This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou mightest wage a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience, which some have put away concerning the faith, 
have made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. Let's pray together. Bow your heads. Father in heaven, we need you in this hour more than we did in the last hour. We ask that you manifest your grace and your glory in this place and upon the people that hear this message. We thank you for a fresh anointing and fresh direction for many. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. You may be seated. I'm going to minister uh, this morning from the way of the warrior with a subtitle, Prophetic Warfare. Prophetic Warfare. Simply stated, we need to learn how to wage prophetic warfare. Prophetic warfare. The Apostle Paul is telling his son in the ministry that some ministers have abandoned the faith, their faith becoming shipwrecked, their ministry abandoned and ruined because they spoke wrongly, they blasphemed. Paul tells Timothy, if you're going to continue in your ministry, you have to remember the prophetic words that were spoken over your life. You have to remember the prophetic words that were spoken over your life and use them to wage warfare. Paul is telling Timothy the prophetic words that were spoken over your, over your life is ammunition against the enemy. By, by show of hands, by show of hands, by show of hands, how many of you have had a prophetic word spoken over your life? Okay, by show of hands, how many have not? Have not? Okay, all right, all right. So, in 1 Timothy 4.14, Paul tells Timothy, neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. With laying on of hands by the presbytery. So Paul is also instructing Timothy as well as us that some spiritual gifts are imparted by the gift or the office of prophecy. Some spiritual gifts are released from the man or woman of God by the gift of prophecy. God will grace you with a gift. He will impart into you a supernatural gift Using prophecy. What is prophecy? Simply stated, prophecy is speech inspired by God that can declare the future, reveal the true meaning of past and current events. But according to scripture also, 1 Corinthians 14, 3 Prophecy is for edification, exhortation, and comfort, or it's to build you up. Prophecy will build you up. 
Exhortation means to be encouraged. Prophecy will encourage you. If you're a soldier, if you're a warrior, if you're in battle, you know from time to time you need to be encouraged to keep the faith. Matter, matter of fact, just prophesy to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, keep the faith. I'm, I'm, just keep the faith. Don't, don't, get, don't give up. Don't quit. Keep the faith. Stay in the fight. Exhortation, exhortation, and comfort. Prophecy will comfort you or console you. Sometimes soldiers need to be consoled, comforted. You get injured. A friend gets injured. A fellow warrior gets injured. And you need to be consoled. You need to be comforted. This is what prophecy does. Hmm. So prophecy is vital. Write that down. Prophecy is vital for the warrior's arsenal. We must have prophetic utterances in our lives that we can refer to. As we are doing battle with the forces of darkness, as the devil is lying to you, telling you you're not going to make it. You're broke now, but I'm going to make you poor. You need to remember a prophetic word that you say, oh, no, devil, for thus saith the Lord unto me. We counterbalance the lies of the enemy by reminding him of what God said about us. When the enemy <laughs> is in full attack mode, anybody know what I'm talking about? Woo. Has anybody ever felt? Now, 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 we know, we know we probably haven't experienced it like Job, but have you ever felt like you were Job? My sister, sisters, ever felt like Jobette? Joe Betta, Joe Benicia. Joe Bella. You felt like the enemy hit you with everything. Your prophecies can encourage you during times like that. The prophecies that spoke over your life were spoken over your life can build you up at that time, can strengthen you at that time. And watch this. It can even protect you from further attacks. Wait, I remember God told me through the prophetic. Oh, this was supposed to happen. Oh, I'm going to come out of this. I remember what God says. Now I'm coming out of this. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. God told me a season like this was coming. You got to learn. We have to learn how to wage warfare with the prophecies. That's why, you know, going back a little bit old school, because uh, uh, we, we were blessed, Pastor and I, to come up uh, as the prophetic movement got momentum. And uh, we know uh, even some of the, those that are considered the fathers of the prophetic movement. And, uh, of course, uh, we remember back in the day, I'll show you how old this was, when in church, if a person got a prophecy, uh, they, would, they would mark it on the cassette. I didn't say CD. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> and, and, and what they would do is say, say your name before they prop, prophet, prop, say your name. And so, 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 so you would have a marker on the, on the cassette and then your name would be said and then you would get the prophecy. So you could go back and refer to that prophecy and use that prophecy. And, and, but today, prophecy is so, so, so common now that you can just get it anywhere almost. You can get it in the grocery line. You can get it in the elevator. Some of us have been prophesied to you didn't want to be prophesied to. But, but we got to be careful. Somebody say, be careful. Because we can't quench the spirit, like Paul says, or despise prophecy. Because we need to use it to wage warfare. But, but, but I, I remember that. I remember that. I remember those days. I remember, and, and we'll, we'll maybe, you know, as, as the Lord leads, even in this service, um, 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 uh, the prophetic gift in, in, in basic terms uh, falls under two categories. There's the nabi, and then there's the seer. The nabi uh, is a Hebrew word where the word bubbles up in the prophet, and it just comes out. Uh, you've experienced that through uh, men, men, men of God that we, we've had here, friends of mine. Uh, uh, Apostle Prophet Charles Green, he, when he started prophesying, it's like, it's like a faucet. It just come out. Prophet Rob Sanchez, they're knobby. It just bubbles up. Uh, me and pastor, typically, we're seers. I, God will show me something. So, so a seer, I have to see something, and it may take a little bit longer to, inter- okay, I see, a, I, see a, I see a baby. Oh, I see Benny and Tawana. And, and so what the seer sees, it takes sometimes time to, to, to interpret what it is. Whereas with the Nabi, it's just, you ain't going to be able to write all that down. You, gotta, you need the tape. And, and so, and so we, we need to be able to receive the gift as the gift flows and understand some of how it operates so that we can use it when we need it. Amen. And so this is why Paul tells, again, the church in Thessalonica to despise not prophecy. Don't, 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 you know, don't, don't, don't despise prophecy because everybody wants to prophesy to you. Because it's a legitimate gift. Tell somebody it's a legitimate gift. It's a legitimate gift. And we have to use prophecy to wage winning warfare. If we're going to win, you got to use everything God gives you. You know, uh, uh, some of you all boxing aficionados know, you know, Mike Tyson was at one time the baddest man on the planet. And he, he got to the point where he didn't want to lose and his fist wasn't working. <laughs> so he went to biting on folk ears. And, 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 and while some of y'all laughing, when you was a little kid, you got to a fight, you bit, you bit. You know you bit your next door neighbor. Get off of me. They had you pinned down. You, you got to use, every, tell somebody, use everything God gave you. This, 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 this is not the time or the season to be pinned down and you don't have to be pinned down. So the prophet, along with the other fivefold ministry gifts of apostle, pastor, teacher, evangelist, 
I think that's all of them. God gives us the grace to impart spiritual gifts to the saints. This is how we build up the church. This is how we strengthen the body of Christ. This is how we equip you to defeat the enemy and build the kingdom. This is how we (laughs) empower you so that after you get built up and strengthened, when you leave the church service, you leave the teaching sessions, you are equipped. You know you have more in your arsenal than you did when you came. So you know you're more powerful. Tell somebody, when I leave here today, I'm going to be way more powerful than I was when I walked in here. That's how you need to think every time you sit in front of a ministry gift. There's an impartation coming my, oh yes. There's an impartation coming your way. Something's coming your way spiritual that you didn't have before you came here and you need it desperately. So the prophecies spoken over Timothy's life weren't just words. They just did they just didn't something to say, make him happy. No, they were spiritual graces. Now understand that, write that down. They were they, they were spiritual graces. Write this down. See, we need to know that the grace of God is not just an aspect of God's forgiveness. It is, but the grace of God is God's empowering. It's an empowering factor that strengthens the believer. Grace empowers us. Grace, God's grace, enables us to do what we could not do on our own. Charisma, that's the grace gifts, prophecy, healing, We couldn't do those things without God's ability. So God puts his ability in us. It's called by his grace. We couldn't be saved on our own. You can't buy salvation at Walmart or pick it up on the way home at at Walgreens. God has to impart salvation. So that's part of his grace. Holy Ghost is also called the spirit of grace. Why? Because he enables us to do and be what we cannot do and be on our own. So God gives ministry gifts, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, the grace to impart grace to you. So when we come to church, we need to be ready to receive more grace or more empowering possibilities to defeat the enemy. So tell somebody, whatever is fighting you already knows It doesn't stand a chance. It just wants to see if you know. It just wants to see if you know it don't stand a chance. Romans 1.11. Paul says, for I long to see you. He's talking, obviously, to the church in Rome. I long to see you that I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. To the end, you may be established. Man, 
Paul says, I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to minister to you. I, I, no, they said about hugs and kisses and birthday wishes. I, I want to see you because I got something spiritual in me that I want to give you. It's going to strengthen you. It's going to make you better than where you were before we met. It's going to enable you to fight the good fight. It's going to empower you to overcome what's been trying to overcome you. I can't wait to see you. I can't wait to give you something that'll make the devil nervous. I, I, I can't wait to see you because I got something to put in you that you're going to be glad I gave you. That's what Paul says. He says, I long to see you. That I may impart unto you some spiritual gift. Lift your hands and say, God, give me every spiritual grace I need. I'm hungry for impartation from you. I don't want anything from the devil. I don't want anything from the world. Everything I want is from you. I'm in your house this morning. Feed me. Impart unto me something spiritual. To the end, I might be strengthened. My God. Amen. Again, 1 Corinthians 14, 3. But he that prophesieth speaketh unto men to edification, exhortation, and comfort. Prophecy builds you up, raises you up, and cheers you up. Somebody's going to get cheered up today. As you get built up, isn't that going to be good? You get built up and cheered up at the same time. Man, you're going to go home smiling. There's going to be more peace and calm in your house. Because you're going to be built up and cheered up. Them little sad demons in the corner of your house, they got to go. Them little pitiful crying demons over there, they can't stay. You know where they'll hide behind the flowers on that table in the corner. <laughs> they can't stay. You're going to be too cheered up. There's going to be too much happiness in your house, too much joy, too much laughter. Them sad demons can't take it when the joy of the Lord is in your house. <laughs> Prophecy <laughs> reminds us of God's covenant promises. They remind us of what God promised us that he's going to do for us. Because everywhere we turn, particularly in our day and age, like you've heard me say and others, you got screens at the gas station telling you bad news. Go to the bathroom and men's room, there's a screen right there. You, can, you know, it's just everywhere. Just the world just trying to talk to you. And, and so you need to use prophecy to remind you of what God says because the world is trying to erase what God told you and replace it with what they want you to know. You know, I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was amused in my own individual way as I've heard a few people, uh, uh, celebrities, say they just don't want to hear about the Ukraine no more. And I just laughed. I said, because see, folks is just tired of hearing about this. 
We love these people. We praying. But I mean, like, my God, every five minutes it's the Ukraine, Ukraine. Come on, there's more going on in the world than Ukraine. But see, that's these systems of the world trying to shape your mind into thinking certain way and that way only. So you forget what God said about you. Tell somebody, I'm not going to forget what God said about me. What did God say about you? He said, you're more than a conqueror. He said that about you. That's what he said about you. He said, we're more than conquerors. Say that with me. We're more than conquerors. Say, God said it first. Say it, say it with me. God said, we're more than conquerors. That's what he said about me. I'm going to use that when the devil, I'm more, I'm not going to be defeated. I'm more than, you, you, you going to win this battle too. I don't know what your battle is. But I just came to tell you, you're going to win this one too. Just like you won the other one. You're going to win this one too. Because God said it. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be unto God that gives us the victory through Christ Jesus. Well, if you ain't left Christ, he ain't left you. If he ain't left you, he already got the victory. 2 Corinthians 2.14. But I thank God who always leads us in victory. I thank God who always leads us in victory through Christ. Wherever we, I love this translation, wherever we go. Wherever we go, you got the victory. <laughs> he says, wherever we go, God uses us to make clear what it means to know Christ. So that means when you and I really know wherever we go, we have the victory. Our attitude changes the atmosphere. Our attitude changes the atmosphere. You know, you can go to the emergency room and change the atmosphere. When you know Christ is in you, the hope of glory, wherever you go, you can change the atmosphere. You can bring a victorious mentality everywhere you go. <laughs> See, again, just as salvation is imparted, Every other spiritual gift is imparted by God. So we have to learn how to receive by faith. Write that down. Write it down. Write it down. We have to learn to receive by faith. Prophecy, teachings, healings, spiritual gifting, love, peace, joy, all are imparted. This is why you can go to church and leave sad because you didn't receive. <laughs> you didn't receive.
When you receive by faith a spiritual gift, it can then be activated. Write that down. You can't activate what you haven't received. You, 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 you cannot, we cannot activate what we have not received by faith. <laughs> so the Apostle Paul tells Timothy not to neglect. To neglect something is to ignore it and act like it's not important. Don't ever act like the prophetic words spoken over your life are not important. Hmm. Paul says it's the acknowledgement of the prophecy, again, that activates the prophecy. So Paul reminds Timothy to stir up the gift. It's in you, man. But for, before it can work for you, you have to acknowledge it's in you. My God. You have to acknowledge it's in you and you have to stir it up. See, see, we in some church circles have depended too much on the preacher or the choir or somebody else to stir us up. You better learn how to stir yourself up. If you're going to wage a good warfare, you better learn how to stir yourself up. You better learn how to find out and remember what's on the inside of you and begin to talk to the gift in you. Tell somebody, learn how to talk to the gift in you. It's your gift. Talk to your gift. Matter of fact, take about 15 seconds and talk to your gift right now. Speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Make melody in your heart to the Lord. Speak to your gift of prophecy. Speak to your gift of teaching, administration, prayer. Speak to your gift of healing. Hallelujah. Speak to your gift. Stir yourself up. Man and woman of God. That's why God gave us tongues. Speaking in tongues stirs up your gift. It builds you up. Some of y'all don't speak in tongues enough. You don't stir yourself up enough. You don't strengthen yourself enough. If you know you're getting weak, why don't you strengthen yourself? Why wait until the devil can just pin you down and you can't get up? If you know you're getting weak, build yourself up. Don't ignore what God has put in you. Don't ignore your gifts. Prophecy also can reveal Destiny. Mm -hmm. Prophecy can reveal destiny and clarify purpose. It clarifies purpose. Prophecy, prophecy reveals destiny so the enemy can't fool you into 
the wrong career. You went to college for 77 years. Only to find out. That wasn't a career. You had no gift in that area. You just loved it. You liked it. You had wonderful thoughts about it. But there was no grace gifting in that area. Prophecy can help not make some of those mistakes. I heard, I heard, literally, I heard probably since I was a boy, I was going to be a preacher. I didn't want to be one, but no matter where I went, I kept hearing it. And after I kept doing all this dumb, crazy stuff, I said, you know what? Maybe I need to try this preaching thing. Well, I'm happy I did now, 30-some years later. I'm, I'm so glad I did. I'm so glad my life has never been fuller. There's nothing I could ever have done for my life to be this full. But hearing the Spirit of God, obey the voice of God, and allow God to lead, guide, and direct me because somebody was not afraid to tell me what they thought God wanted to do with my life. Prophecy, again, clarifies purpose. So we know God has a plan for your life. Tell someone God has a plan for your life. No, 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 he really does. No, he really, really does. He has a plan for your life, and he's put gifts in you that coincide with the plan and purpose he has for you. When, 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 whew, when God begins to reveal destiny and clarify purpose, you can begin to really listen to me and not talk to each other in the aisle. See how I wove that into the message. See, when God has a plan for your life and clarifies purpose, you can even begin to understand why something tragic happened. Because you know the Bible says, and we know all things work together for the good to them that love the Lord and all the called according to his purpose. There's a purpose in everything that happens in your life. And when you get clarity from God, you are able to stand up against the worst trauma, the worst tra attacks of the enemy, because you know there's a purpose in this. I want to declare to somebody, you will live and not die. That thing ain't going to kill you. God's got a purpose in it, and he's going to use it to, I'm prophesying, I'm going to edify you, build you up, raise you up. Even the worst thing you go through can raise you up, strengthen you. Oh, let me tell somebody, be seated, please, be seated, please. 
be seated, please. Turn, make sure Pastor Deborah's mic's on. I want, I want, I want every young woman in here between the ages of 17 and 21 to stand up. Every young woman, young girl, whatever you want, young lady. Lift your hands, would you? The enemy, matter of fact, come on down here. Come on, please. I'm sorry. I ain't sorry, but I just said that out of kindness because this is going to be good for you. It's going to be good for you. It's going to be good for you. Lift your hands, young ladies. The enemy has been really trying to discourage you. He's really been attacking you. He's really been attacking your self-esteem. He's really been attacking your self-esteem. Pastor, you can minister whenever you get ready to hands. Amen. You, you, the, the enemy has really been attacking your self-esteem. Some of you have been fighting thoughts of suicide. You, you don't think you're, you're pretty. You don't think you're smart. You don't think you fit in anywhere. And, and, and it's just been a burden on you. And uh, we're going to break the spirit of depression off of you. Stretch your hands towards them, y'all. Uh, we're going to break the spirit of depression off of you. Pastor Deborah is going to lay hands on you. And the spirit of depression is going to go because God has an incredible plan for your life. An incredible plan. And the enemy doesn't want you to see it. So he has caused all this depression and hurt. And what this one said and what that one said. And you don't even know why they betrayed you like that. You don't know why they said those things about you. You don't know why they put those things online about you. There's, you, you just can't figure it out. And the enemy comes to cause confusion, but we come this morning to break his power by the word of a man of God that tells you God has an incredible plan for you. You are fearfully and wondrously made. God made you exactly the way he wants you to be. There is absolutely nothing wrong with with you. You are just the way he made you. You are just the way he created you. And there is so much purpose in you. And we lay hands on you and we impart, oh yes God, I impart unto you a spiritual gift. To the end you might be strengthened. Be strengthened with might in your inner man, daughter. You will live. You will live. You will live. You will love. You will enjoy life. You will be enjoyed. You will enjoy what God has created. You will be blessed. You have fought this demon long enough. You have fought. We cancel your assignment. We release the love of God. You let her go.
prophecy reveals destiny. God's plan. God's plan. Prophecy reveals God's plan. I don't know, but I'm going to ask this question once again. If you've not received, ever received a prophecy over your life, raise your hand. If you haven't, come down here right now. If you've not received a prophecy over your life, come right now. Don't be afraid. God wants to impart something to you, to strengthen you, to establish you, so you won't fall out of the race, so you won't quit down the road, down the road. Because we don't know what's coming down the road. But God will put a word in you. Hey, hallelujah. God will put a, he'll put an anointing in you. He'll put a grace in you that'll sit there and wait five years, ten years. And then something will happen. And all of a sudden, you'll find the strength to come out of it. You don't know where it came from. It was in you all along. But you didn't need it five years ago. You didn't need it ten years. You needed it. You need it now. All right, then lift your hands. Let me pray. Let me pray for you. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this house. We thank you for strengthening your people. We thank you for giving them the wisdom to know how to fight and wage warfare against the kingdom of darkness. I thank you that you are making us more aware of our supernatural ability so we don't depend on our, na our nat natural ability. Thank you, Jesus. One woman of God, excuse me, excuse me. Would you stand up? Would you stand up? I noticed I've seen you uh, for a few weeks coming. And, um, come on, Pastor. Um, you're all right, Elder D. You're all right. And, um, I noticed when you first came in, there was a stateliness about you. There was a way you carried yourself that, that was, was noticeable. And that's a blessing because if you don't tell anybody, nobody will know what you went through. Nobody will know what it took for you to get to this place where you are right now. And so the Lord wants me to continue to encourage you. As you're still on your journey, as you're still searching, God wants me to commend you for not giving up the search. He wants me to commend you for not settling, for being willing to continue to move your feet. See, because some people don't know, some folks, it's hard just to get up in the morning and move your feet. For some folks, it's just hard to get up in the morning and brush their teeth. For some folk, but you get up and you, you, you do all the things that are necessary to present yourself to the world in a way that God can be glorified. And so God says, your journey's not over, but there are rewards along the way. There are what's known as oases. And God says, you have come to a place where I'm going to refresh you. I'm going to refresh you and I'm going to reward you. Because you have not given up the fight. And you are an example, an ensample to, folk, to folks, to saints that have watched your life. So, Father, we thank you for what you're doing. We thank, I, I, I see, I see, I see, I just see, I see some money that, that's coming back that, that was 
lost or stolen or something miss whatever it's coming back it's coming back it's coming back we just speak restoration and restitution over you as you continue along the journey in jesus name amen thank you lord thank you lord thank you lord you just gifted man I know you know it, you hear it, you just gift it. And I just feel like encouraging you. Because you're young, gifted, and. Y'all real smart. And um, I've always had an affinity or a love for young people and young musicians in particular. Um, because I understand some of the, the challenges and I know how badly Satan doesn't want you to use your gift because of how much of a blessing it is to preachers like me. It helps me. Makes it easy to flow with God. So I want to encourage you, man of God. I want to encourage you to continue to fight the good fight of faith, man. And I'm not giving you a license but we're just talking real talk here. Because being young, sometimes you don't make some of the best decisions and you may have some challenges and some things you get yourself into and you don't want to be in it. And you don't know you shouldn't have been in it till you got in it. But I want you to know that I'm here for you. No judgment, man. Because you're gifted. And I have not seen, neither ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for you. God has given you such an ear for sound. He's given you such an ear to put sounds together that move the souls of people. And that's nothing to take lightly, as you already know. So we're glad that you're here, Christian Faith. No, this is the only place you play for. I know your pastor. <laughs> that's my brother. But we're praying for you, and we appreciate your gift being used here, right? Give God praise for him, would you? Just keep, lift your hands, would you? As, there's grace in this place. There's grace all in this place. Pastor Deborah, you got anything in your spirit, anything in your heart? There's grace here. There's divine enablement. Whatever you were not able to do when you got here, the grace is here to empower you to do it. Come on, Pastor D. Yes, I want to go back to Devante. His name Devante. Your name is Devante. Okay, there are new, there are frequencies that you have yet to tap into. You can't allow anybody to put you in the box to size you up <laughs> or um, um, put limitations on your 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 youth or how young you are. Um, God had plans for you even before he, you were placed in the womb of your mother's bed. Right. You have um, anointings, giftings, and callings. Um, musically you can decree a thing and you will see it happen 
You're not under prophetic and worshiping ministry for naught. God has placed you there and placed you here to take you even further into the thing that God has for you. Break into the frequencies that God has for you. You hear sounds. Play it out. Play it out. Even if it sounds wrong, go ahead. Play it out. Play it out. Make a, make a new melody Hallelujah. unto the Lord. Make new sounds so frequencies can, can peer through. I mean, if you would have made a new sound during the COVID season, would it would have lasted as long as it did? Because frequencies break through barriers and realms and dimensions and dominions. So allow God to move you into that place and play what he hears, even if it doesn't sound like what we've been hearing. Amen, Pastor. Amen. I want, I want all men to stand up, please. All men, M-E-N, all men. And if you're confused, don't sit down, stay sitting down. <clears throat> I want all the men to stand, and, and if you would lift your hands, half mass. I just heard something that was unusual, but that, that's sometimes the case when God has a word for you. God told me to tell you, and this, this is this is going to bless young men, but this is primarily for older men. <clears throat> you know, older men, I don't have an age range, but it's, it's, a, it's a word for older men, men that will understand what it means. And, and God is clarifying as it, as, even as I'm thinking about it. But this is what he told me to tell you. You're going to come into your real man strength. Yeah. You're about to come into your real man strength. See, in the physical, you know, that's typically, a, you know, a young man get to be 21 in his 20s. He coming into his real man strength. Before that, you know, you kind of, you look big. You may be big, but you ain't got your real man strength. But this is spiritual. You're coming into your real man strength. You, you, you look like you had it. You should have had it. And maybe you got some victories and some things manifested in your life that God promised. But nothing like what's about to happen now. You're coming. Oh, yes, Lord. You're coming into your real man strength. That strength that you know you can move something when it needs to be moved. That strength that you know when you pray something's going to happen. That's the man strength, the spiritual man strength that you're about to come into, the Lord told me to tell you. So I want you to begin to meditate and use this word to fight a good fight. I'm telling you, the word of God is always tried. Something is going to come right after this word, maybe right after service, to come against just what I told you. And that's when you got to have the faith and the wisdom to know, oh, no, this is the devil. And I am coming into my real 
man's strength in spite of what's happening, in spite of what it looks like. I am coming into my man's strength. I am coming into that strength where I can decree a thing, where I can pray about a thing, where I can move what needs to be moved for my family, for my marriage, for my community, for the church. I'm going to come into my man's strength and I'm going to be that warrior that is called for in this last and evil day. Now, everybody but the men, praise God. Come on, praise God for your husband, your nephew, your cousin, your brother, your father. We need stronger saints, stronger men, stronger men, strong in the spirit, strong in the things of God. Amen. You know what? I think I'm done. I don't think there's anything else God wants me to say. I'm, I'm checking the atmosphere. Hope your belly's full. Ain't nothing else coming out the kitchen. Everyone stand on your feet, please. If you're not saved and you're watching, if you're not saved and you're in the building, if you're backslidden, if you walked away from God, if you're watching or you're in the building, this is for you. This plea, this call is for you. You need to give your life to the Lord if you have it, and you need to give your life back if you walked away. God has a plan for your life. It's not changed. What you went through, what you did, and what happened to you does not change God's mind about you. Everyone bow your heads in here, please. I'm going to say that again. No matter what happened to you, no matter what you did, God's plan for you has not changed. If you want to walk in God's plan for your life, come out of your seat and come to the altar. I want to pray for you. There's a prophetic future. There are things God has already said about you. He's waiting to do. Did you hear what I said? There are things God has already said about you that he's waiting to do. He's just waiting on you to agree with him. If you're not saved, come. If you walked away, come. Come to the altar. Let me pray for you. And those of you who are watching, I'm going to pray this prayer anyway. Thank you, Jesus. God has not changed. Man changes, countries change, leaders change, presidents, economy changes, but God remains the same. Pray this prayer with me. Father in heaven, I want to be saved. I want to be saved. I want Jesus 
to be the Lord of my life, not Satan. I want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of my life and not Satan. Not Lucifer, not the devil, not, not any other demon, not any other spirit. I want to be saved by the grace of God. I want to be filled with your Holy Spirit. Touch me, minister to me, save me, fill me, grab me, take me, use me for your glory. I want you, I choose you, Jesus, as Savior and Lord. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for accepting me as I accept you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Listen, if you did that prayer, you said that prayer, call us, email us, let us know. We want to know. We want to know. We need to know. Amen. All right, now it's time to give, all right? Y'all want to give? Hey, man, we just got it imparted into. Now it's time for us to give back our tithe and our offerings. Let me say this even as we prepare to do that. Um, have you all noticed over the years, whenever we have a church anniversary, I don't ask y'all to give a, you know, amount. Have you ever noticed that? And, I'm, and that's not a bad thing. I'm not condemning any church that does that. Uh, because that's, that's important to do that. And I'm going to be talking about remembering again as we move up to this 30-year church anniversary. This church has been in existence for 30 years. Almost a generation. We've seen generations come through. We've pastored parents and their children and their grandchildren. 30 years, this church has impacted people's lives and continuing to impact yours. I want you, before May 21st gets here, to really pray about what to sow. I, I don't have a number. I don't have, I don't have an amount. I, I can't put a price on this ministry to you. I know what it means to me. I don't know what CFFC Zion means to you. But I want you to begin to pray about that. And I want you by May the 21st to have a special offering that you're going to sow into this ministry that has been a consistent blessing in your life. Is that fair? Is that godly? You don't, you don't feel no pressure, do you? Because we ain't going to have no $1,000 line. And I know y'all know, some of y'all been waiting. I'm a grandfather. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You don't understand. I wasn't always saved. It's numbers of people told me I wasn't going to live to be. But I got a grandson. 
God is great. Now, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to be spiritual, and then we're going to pray. I looked at Xander, and I, I said, man, God, you're amazing. You put life in me that helped produce Cameron, but yet it's still the life in me that went through Cameron to produce this guy. It's just so much life in God. You didn't hear what I said. There's so much life in God, you don't need to be dead. There shouldn't be anything about your life that's dead. You shouldn't, nothing about you should look towards death because there's so much life in God. And if our lives are hid with Christ in God, you are full of life. All right, then let me pray. Did I pray with the offering elder? I didn't pray, did I? All right, lift your offering up. Lift your electronic device up or your hand if you've already given like me. Father, I thank you for every gift and every giver. We give because you're God. We give because you're good. We give because you said to give. We're giving out of obedience, and this obedience comes from our love for you because we know you're only telling us to do what's good for us because you own a cattle on a thousand hill and you don't eat beef the cattle are for us we thank you for your provision meet every need represented in your body we give you the glory the honor and the praise for that in jesus name amen well thank you for joining us i also want to thank you in advance for clicking on the link support our ministry. Your giving is what moves ministry forward and ministry must move forward. You can also visit us online at cffczion.org for more information. If you were blessed by this word, please subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. God bless you.